Hi everyone, Dennis here. What is it going to take to help you to understand that Extreme Platinum Smart TV Box will provide you with unlimited entertainment and save you money? No joke. You can cut the cable subscription down to its bare minimum or you can cut the cord completely. Whichever way you go, you are going to enter into a new world of entertainment. Unlimited movies, unlimited TV, unlimited sports including pay-per-view. This is the perfect gift for Christmas, which is going to be here before you know it. A great gift for your grandkids or your children or for yourself. OldTimeRadioDVD.com Please, come by and check it out. OldTimeRadioDVD.com You'll be glad you did. Lux presents Hollywood. Theater brings you Gary Cooper in The Westerner with Walter Brennan and Doris Davenport. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. <laughs> Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. I have a telegram here from Helen Hayes. She says best wishes to you and the Lux Radio Theater. May your seventh season be so good... It surpasses the other six. That's just like Helen Hayes wishing good to others. So this seems the right time, Helen, to wish you all success in your new program. But it'll be, it'll be hard to top the performances you've given us in the past. I'm going to be one of your listeners next Sunday night, September 29th. I wouldn't miss the Helen Hayes opening broadcast on the CBS network for anything in the world. Good luck, Helen. We'll be listening. A few weeks ago... On a flight across this continent, I had a bird's-eye view of the jagged mountains and broad plains, the quiet towns and bustling cities, the haystacks and the smokestacks, a bird's-eye view of, of America. It was a panorama of achievement, a vision of freedom fulfilled. There was a script in my hand that went well with what I saw. It was the script of tonight's play, The Westerner, a play about some of the men who dreamed America and made the dream come true. To those men, Samuel Goldwyn paid a tribute in his motion picture just released. And to them, we dedicate this radio production with the same stars you'll see on the screen. Gary Cooper, Walter Brennan, and Doris Davenport. The Westerner is a story of the march of empire toward the setting sun, of men who shoot first and ask questions later. It's the story of one man in particular in this rough scramble for land and power, a man with a sense of justice and a way with a gun. His name is Cole Harden, and he's played tonight by Gary Cooper. Ordinarily, Gary is no easier to pin down for a date at a microphone than he is for a speech at a banquet. But this time, I had him right in the cast of my Northwest Mounted Police, and I got my man. We're proud to present a play like the Westerner because it's part of the old American tradition. And it's brought to you by a modern American tradition, Lux Toilet Soap. We think that American women are the most beautiful women in the world. And we're mighty proud that so many of them use Lux Toilet Soap to help them stay that way. As our curtain rises, it's a signal for action, romance, and excitement. We begin Act One of The Westerner, starring Gary Cooper as Cole Harden, 
with Walter Brennan as Judge Roy Bean and Doris Davenport as Jane Ellen Matthews. In the throes of rebirth, after the war between the states, America moved west, where the land was free. First came the cattlemen, and with them, Judge Roy Bean, who took the law into his own hands, administering justice according to his lights. His court was a barroom. His sentences were swift and to the point. The strong limb of a tree and six feet of rope. Then into his stronghold moved another army, the homesteaders, who plowed the soil and fenced the fields to bring security to their wives and children. War was inevitable. A war out of which grew the Texas of today. And the bloodiest battleground of that war was west of the Pecos. Quiet! Quiet! This is a hanging on a shindig! All set, Judge. We're ready to swing the homesteader. Chad Wilkins, you've been tried and found guilty of the most serious crime west of the Pecos. To wit, shooting a steer. Got anything to save yourself for the sentence this court's executed? I told you those cowherders shot at me first. I didn't mean to kill that steer on purpose. I was aiming at the man. It's your bad luck you missed him. That's the trouble with you sod busters. You can't shoot straight. But when I move that horse out from under you, by gobs you'll hang straight. Shad Wilkins, may the Lord have mercy on your soul. Ah! All right, boys. Everybody over at the bar. The drinks are on me. a toast to the greatest woman in the world. There's a picture right up there. To the fairest flower that ever bloomed, Miss Lily Langtree. Hold it, boys. Hold it. You there, stranger. Why aren't you drinking? Didn't you hear the toast? Yes, Lily Langtree. I thought you meant your friends. I, I didn't know that included me. And that includes every man that drinks at my bar. Yeah, glad to join you. Have, you. have you ever met Miss Langtree, Judge? No, I never met her. I never met the sun and never shook hands with the moon, and I've never been introduced to no class. Hey, that's all right. Too bad Lily Langtree couldn't have heard that. Did you ever see her? No. No, I was in England once when she was playing at the Empire, but I I didn't get around to it. Oh, you was in England once, and you could have seen her, but you never got around to it, yeah. huh? Get out of my bar. Huh? Well, get out of my bar. Go on, get! Yeah, sure, sure, I didn't see anything. I just... Yes, to the Jersey Lily, boys. <laughs> Miss Lily Lane. Whoa, whoa. Hey, what's going on out there, Chickenfoot? Looks to me like Blackjack's bringing in another prisoner. Prisoner, huh? Hand me my law books under the bar. Get in there, corn. Keep moving. Give us room, boys. What you got there, Blackjack? A horse thief, Judge. Prisoner to the bar. Chickenfoot, the law. Order in the court. Here you hear your court of vinegar own now in session. Where's the prisoner? Which one's the prisoner? I guess you're talking about me. Are you Judge Bean? Mm, that's right. Why? Well, nothing much. I've heard of you. So is a lot of people. What's the charge, Blackjack? We caught him on Chickenfoot's horse. It was stole last week. A horse, Pete? Where's he at? Right outside. Let me see. Let me see. Well, so it is, Bean. Guess we got a case, all right. People of Vinegaroon again, uh, you can use any name you like. Cole Harden. 
What are you doing in Vinegar Room? Oh, just passing through. Homesteady? No. Where are you here from? Oh, no place particular. Where are you heading for? No place special. Oh, saddle bum, huh? Well, it's all right to live on a horse if it's your own horse. Chicken foot, swear him in. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth to help you? Take off your hat. Now, cold heart, and I'll tell you. Oh, dear, let me in. Here, here, order. What do you want in here? Are you Bean? Yes, ma'am, Judge Roy W. Bean. My name's Jane Ellen Matthews. Yes, Miss Matthews, what can I do for you? What have you done with Shad Wilkins? Shad Wilkins? He was working in the fields when some of your wranglers came up and took him away. Shad Wilkins, Shad Oh, yeah. He was hanging around out here a while back, but he ain't around now. Your men not only took him away, but they tore down the fence. Not a stick of it was left standing. That's so. Yes, that's so, and you needn't pretend you don't know about it. Well, it don't surprise me none. It's again the law to build fences hereabouts. What law? Whose law? Mine. Now you listen to me, Mr. Bean. Judge Bean. You're no more a judge than I am. I wouldn't say that if now was you. I might consider it contempt of court. It's contempt, all right. You call this a court? I do, and it happens to be in session right now. Southeast, get the young lady a chair. Now you sit down, Matthews, and I'll tend to your case in a minute. Cole Harden, you're charged with stealing a horse. Guilty or not guilty? Not guilty. Where's Exhibit A? Huh? Where's the horse? Bring in the horse, chicken foot. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Come sure. On, Look out. Miss Matthews, when cattle can't get to water, they die. There's miles of river on each side of our homestead. This country's unfenced rangeland. It always was and always will be. Get in there. Get in there. Oh, oh. All right, Judge, there he is. Oh, boy. Oh. Joel Harden, it's my duty to inform you that the last of an equine is a capital offense, punishable by death. But you can rest assured that in this court, a horse thief always gets a fair trial before he's hung. Chicken foot, that's your horse? Hmm? Oh, sure he is. Ownership of the horse clearly established. It belongs to chicken foot. That's my ruling. Well, I don't contest it, Your Honor. Maybe the horse does belong to a chicken foot here, but I didn't steal it. How'd you get it then? I bought it. <laughs> Order in the court. That all you got to see? That's all. No, it's not. I'm not going to stay here and see anybody railroaded like this. Miss Matthews, I don't recollect you as summoned as a witness in this trial. What kind of a trial is it when a prisoner isn't even allowed to have anybody speak for him? You an attorney, miss? I'm as much an attorney as you are a judge. You know this man? No, I don't. Ever seen him before? No, but... Can you prove he didn't steal a horse? No, but... Then he don't need no lawyer. This man was caught in a stolen horse, and this jurisdiction has pretty facey evidence. The case is closed, and that's my ruling. Yes, and it's just like all your rulings. The courtroom will now be cleared of everybody, except in the judge, the jury, the prisoner, and the witnesses. I guess that means you, Miss Matthews. I'll go. I don't want to see any more. Murder, that's what it is. This man hasn't got a chance, and you know it. But you never give anybody a chance. You didn't give us one when you stampeded the cattle over our crops. You thought you'd starve the homesteaders out, but you didn't. You can pester us and rob us and kill us, but you can't stop us. Because there'll always be more coming, more and more. And we'll stay on our farms in spite of you and your courtroom and your killer. By gub, she's all right. She'd make a good cattleman. If it wasn't for Lily, I'd marry her. Gentlemen of the jury, you heard the case. Again, the accused, pro and con. And now I guess you better retire to consider a verdict. Chicken foot. You better take Pete out for a little fresh air. All right. Take him out, Bart. I've got work to do. Jury to the rear. Come on now. Come on, Bart. Take him out there. Do you suppose it's all right for the prisoner to take a drink? Why, 
Why, sure, we don't aim to inflict no cruel or unusual punishment on a man, even if he is a horse thief. Join me, Your Honor. Don't mind if I do. Don't spill none of that liquor, son. It eats right into the bar. Well, here's to the most beautiful lady, the beautiful lady on the wall, Miss Lily Langtree. Say, is, is that a bullet in her face? Yeah, and the man that fired that bullet was hauled out of here feet first. Is that so? Well, uh, he ought to be. Any man that had shoot at a picture of Lily Langtree ought to be killed. It's just retribution. Hmm. You'll admire Miss Lily's, too? Well, that's putting it mildly. Uh, she's the most beautiful woman I ever met. Met? Met? You mean to tell me you met Lily Langtree, the real her in the flesh? Oh, many times. Wonderful actress. How'd you get to know her? Well, that's uh, well, that's a long story, Judge. Uh, mighty fine liquor. Uh, what do you call it? Rub of the brush. Go on. Did you get to know her real well? It's got character. I said, did you get to know her real well? Now, Judge, a gentleman never discusses a lady in a bar room. Who said it's a bar room? This is a courtroom. Tell me. Is she as pretty as them pictures? The picture's never been made that can do justice to Lily Langtree. See, is she good-natured? An angel. <laughs> I'll never forget the night we met. Yeah, go on. What's she like? I'll never forget it as long as I live. Uh, you've been down around Llano Bay, ain't you? Oh, sure. Well, uh, you know how it is at sunset? You can look out and that water ain't exactly blue and it ain't exactly purple. It's a kind of color a man can feel, but he can't put a name to. Yeah. Well, that's Lily's eyes. By gobs. How about her hair? Her hair? Oh, well, that's a tough one, Judge. Well, now, well, you know, you know how bright and coppery and gold-like a young chestnut horse is running in the bright sun? Yeah. Well, her hair is something like that. In the daytime. You mean it's different at night? Well, not different, but just uh, sort of more so. By God. I, uh, <clears throat> I, I got a lock of her hair. But you mean to tell me you actually got the real... Uh, well, I don't suppose you'd ever part with that lock of hair, no matter what a man is willing to give. A man don't trade things like that. Of course not. See, let's have a look at it. Uh, well, uh, I haven't got it with me. Where's it at? It's, uh, it's with my stuff in El Paso. El Paso, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, you could ride for it. Sure. Wouldn't take long to get here by mail coach? Oh, about two or three weeks. Two or three weeks, huh? Yeah, about. Mm-hmm. Jury's ready, Judge. Come on in. Well, what's the verdict? Why, you know what the verdict is. Guilty. Harden, there's only one thing you can do. You're sentenced to hang. That's my ruling. Turn loose the prisoner's hands, boys. But, Judge, you just ruled. I didn't finish my ruling. The court sentenced the prisoner to hang, but the court didn't say when. So long as there's reasonable doubt. What reasonable doubt, Judge? We caught him with chicken for talk. There ain't any room for doubt. I've been talking to the prisoner. The friend of Lily Langtree's. Stands to reason no friend Lily Langtrees goes around stealing horses. Leastways, there's a reasonable doubt. His sentence is suspended for for two or three weeks until I can look into the matter further. That's my ruling. Court's adjourned. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A man get a drink now? 
Sure he can. Hi, Evans. Evening, Judge. What'll it be? Jersey Lily Special. Ain't seen you for some time, Evans. Nope. Bit up north. Just rode in. Uh, pardon, mister. Yeah? What's yeah. on your mind? I heard you say you've been up north. Say, you don't happen to have a twin brother, do you? No, I haven't. Then maybe you better pay me that money you owe me. You're local, brother. I don't owe you nothing. You owe me $60. Get away from me. $60. Get away, I tell you. Say, look, mister, I don't happen to have a gun on me. But I want that money, and I want it now. Why, you... Thanks. Now, uh, with the permission of the court, I'll just take my $60 out of his pocket. Just a minute. I ain't so sure that's legal. Yeah, well, it is in this case. You see, uh, this friend of yours is the man who sold me that horse. What? And he's the fellow that stole it from me. Get him up off that floor. I'll take it easy. Stand right where you are. Look out, chicken foot. He's got you covered. Put away that gun, Evans. I'm going out that door. Anybody makes a move, I'll drop him. That goes devil for me. Put down that gun. I'm warning you. Come on, you. You got him, Judge. Right through the heart. That's where I aimed. How much he got in his pockets? Uh, Let me see. Uh, 50, 60, 80, $84 and six bits. He's fined $80 for disorderly conduct and $4 and six bits for carrying concealed weapons. Now you men get some rope and string him up. Dead already. We hang horse thieves, don't we? String him up like a tree. Well, all right. Harden, you can have his horse and outfit. Come on, have a drink. Rub with the brush. Rub with the brush. Say when, son. When? <laughs> I guess I can match that. When? Well, son, here's to a lock of Miss Lily's hair. That's coming from El Paso. Right. Better have another one on that. Make it a good one this time. Say when, son. When? (laughs) Good boy. Judge, time to get up. Huh? Who are you? Who are you? Sorry if I woke you. I I was just leaving. Oh, you was. Well, what are you... Oh, oh, stranger. Come here, quick. What's the matter? Straighten out my neck, will you? Grab a hold of my head now and jerk it quick. Oh, thank you. Where's my neck? You see, I was hung once, but my friends cut me down in time. Now, when I don't live right, why the crick comes back on me? Now, who are you, anyhow? What are you doing here? Well, don't you remember? I'm the fellow that filled out the inside straight on one chicken foot's horse. He's waiting outside for me now, saddled and ready to go. Well, uh, so long, Judge. Nice to have met you. One chicken foot's horse. Inside straight. I never saw him before in my life. 
Man, it's crazy. I... By gobs, that locker here. Hey, you! Come back here! Come back! Come back, you! What's all the excitement, Judge? Get out of my way. I've got to catch that fella. Get me a horse. Anybody's horse. Quick! For it, don't you remember? We drank on it. When are you going to do it, huh? You ain't going to crawfish. No. The first post office I come to. Oh, oh my neck. Straighten her out, will you, son? Thanks. Uh, you mangy old scorpion. You might have got us both killed. <laughs> Here, Pete. Come on, fella. That's a boy. Come on now, easy. Hey, son. Where are you going? California. What do you want to go to California for? See the Pacific Ocean. It's just like the Gulf down in Lano Bay. Mm, it's bigger. Yeah, why don't you stay around Vinegar in a while? We could have a lot of fun together, you and me. We could talk about Lily. You, and... I'm on my way. Listen, it's a great country here west of the Pecos. Fella could really make something of himself. Why, when I first come here, I didn't have nothing. Now I'm boss of the whole section. That's mighty fine, Judge. You know, you know, I sort of caught into you the first time I seen you. Why don't you put in with me? Well, I tell you, Judge, it's nice of you to ask me, but I'm heading for California, and uh, nothing short of hanging can stop me. Wait a minute. You can't go. You're under suspended sentence for horse stealing. Why, you hung Evans for that. You're under suspended anyhow. Who are you? What do I know about you? How do I know they ain't looking for you? You're under arrest for disorderly conduct, for for disturbing the peace, uh, for vagrancy, and, and you're on your way back to town with me, and that's my ruling. Sorry, Judge. Come back here. Thanks for everything. Come back or I'll shoot. No, you won't. I won't, huh? I'll show you. So long. <laughs> my gobs, he stole my gun. <laughs> Two of the Westerner, starring Gary Cooper as Cole Harden, Walter Brennan as Judge Roy Bean, and Doris Davenport as Jane Ellen Matthews. West of the Pecos, the land shall be free for the grazing of cattle. That was Judge Bean's law, enforced by a roaring sixth shooter. On the homestead farms, hired hands dropped their tools and ran, leaving the crops to wither in the sun. Only the braver souls remained to plead and beg and fight. And one of these was Jane Ellen Matthews. You're a coward. That's what you are. Afraid of your own shadows. This is our land. It belongs to us. We have a right to be here, and it's our duty to stay here. We hired out for farm work, miss, not a civil war. There's no fit place to homestead in. Land's no good when there's all this lead flying over it. If you'd shoot back, maybe they'd stop bothering We you. did shoot back. Go to Chad Wilkins, and he ain't trying it no more. Chad Wilkins is only one man. My daughter's right in a lot of ways. She says you've a duty to stay, and it is a duty. 
Don't from this country. Make it free. We're That's all of us. Matthews, but we don't want no part of it. Come on, Jack. And they call themselves men. I told you what it would be like, Mr. Matthews. My hands quit the same way yesterday. But you're going to stay. You're not going to leave, Wade. I own my land. I'll stay all right. But we've got to do something and do it fast so there won't be a hired hand left in the country. Uh, what can we do? We can fight fire with fire. There's enough homesteaders left to feel the same way I do. We can give Judge Bean the same thing he gave Shad Wilkins. No, Wade. That's, that's not the way. Just more killing and more bloodshed. We can't win like that. Maybe. Well, i got to get over to the farm. Aren't you going to stay for supper? I'll be back. Father. Yes? You suppose Wade meant what he said? Well, there's no telling about Wade. I was thinking, though, maybe if some of us did see Roy Bean, appeal to him for justice. Justice. If you'd seen him yesterday pretending to try that prisoner. Well, the man didn't have a chance. He... <gasps> What's the matter? Oh, that man. The one I was just... I saw him plain as day looking in the window. Well, you're seeing things, Jane Ellen. They hanged that man. I saw him, I tell you. Who's there? Evening. Am I, uh, am I intruding? Oh, oh no, you... No, you're not. It's, it's just... I, I thought you were a ghost. I, I guess you're partly to blame I'm not. I just stopped by to thank you. Father, this is Mr... Uh... Harden. Welcome, Mr. Harden. You mean to tell me Bean tried you and you didn't hang? Well, uh, your daughter was my lawyer. I guess she's the one that got me off. I knew you weren't a horse thief. Thanks. <laughs> what made you so sure? Oh, I, I just knew. Are you working anywhere, son? No, no, I'm heading for California. I see. Uh, well, Mr. Harden, I suppose a body that's just been hanged is apt to be a bit hungry. You can stay for supper. Well, I don't want to put you out any. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, sit down here, Mr. Harden. Thank you. You're very kind. I think he likes it here, Jane Ellen. Wouldn't surprise me if we've got him. What's he doing now? I'll feed him his horse. Looks good and strong. Probably could take the place of two men. I was thinking that. I was also thinking you might add on a little more welcome. How do you mean? Oh, just keep smiling at him. And if it should come up natural like, you might mention what a handsome man he is. Can't do any harm. Father, I'm not going to. Look out. Uh, everything all right, Harden? Fine, thanks. Good. I'll go see about your bunk. No, don't trouble. No trouble at all. Uh... Can I uh, give you a hand? Oh, no, thanks. Just sit down and make yourself comfortable. Well, I won't argue with you. If I had to wash dishes, I guess I'd uh, give up eating. Well, what do you do about the dishes when you're home? Home? You mean in a house? Well, you live in a house, don't you? No, ma'am. My house is all out there. All one room with the sky for a roof. <laughs> Pretty big place. Yep, got some space to rent. And California's your next stop, huh? California, yeah, but I don't stop. Oregon next, I guess. Well, all places aren't just the same. Wouldn't you rather stay a little longer in some places? Nope, they're all the same. Beautiful when you leave them. It's, well, it's like the turtles. They carry their houses with them. If I had to build me a house, I'd, I'd have it on wheels. Not me. 
I'd want my house so that nothing could ever move it. Down so deep that an earthquake couldn't shake it. And a cyclone would be just another wind going by. Well, you say, who wants to be a turtle? And I say, I hope you'll be very happy in your house. Well, I guess I'll be getting along. Oh, uh, say, say, wait a minute. What? I'll bet I know something we would agree on. What's that? Well, in about a week now, we're going to husk the corn. And I'll bet you'll agree that that's fun. Huh? Husking corn fun? Yes. I'd rather wash dishes. Oh. Well, it was a fine supper and, and good cooking. Oh, uh, Mr. Harden. Huh? You're a very handsome man, you know. Uh, uh, I doubt that, but I'm a very, very tired one. Good night. Good night. Everybody told me yesterday I'd be playing tag in a cornfield with a lot of cows. I'd... If we had some men that would ride fence, there wouldn't be any cows in the cornfield. That's right, isn't it? You know, uh, you were sure cute last night, Miss Matthews. Well, what was cute about me? Well, in the first place, I've never been so welcome anywhere in my life. And when I said I didn't like picking corn, well, <laughs> that was when you were cute. Now you're making fun of me. Well, it's more fun than picking corn. Hey, hey, look at your father. I wonder what's up. Father, what is it? I, I tried to stop them. They wouldn't listen to Wade. me. Oh, yes. It's the wrong thing to do. I begged them not to. Who? What happened? Wade Harper's rounded up some of the men. The homesteaders, they're going to town to lynch Judge Bean. When did they leave? About an hour ago. They took our wagon. Well, get off that horse, quick. Where are you going? Into town. from California already? Hey, you gotta get out of here and don't stop for nothing. Did you write to El Paso? Hey, listen, just get on your horse and get because they're after you. Did you write to... Who's after me? The homesteaders. They're gonna string you up. Why that bunch of plow-pushing, sod-busting... They're comic... outside right now. A whole wagon load of them. A wagon load? Why, well, I can handle a train load of them out tear the livers out. Get in that back room. What for? Let go. I'm locking you in there till they leave. You're locking nobody in now. Shoot my way out. Get in there. Gentlemen, what'll it be? It'll be Roy Bean. Where is he? He's out for a while. Oh, that's because you came down here and warned him. I told you Judge Bean is out. All right, we'll wait. Make a move and I'll kill you. Wait, Judge. I'm handling this. Keep your hands up, all of you. Cole, start collecting them shotguns and set them down this end of the bar easy-like. Go on. Drop your rifles, boys. He's holding the cards right now. Now, Judge... I'll take yours. Let go, you crazy. Thanks. 
The drinks are on me, gentlemen. We're not drinking with you, Harden, or him either. I ain't serving none of my liquor to no bunch of tomato-kissing, plow-pushing... Now, so... Judge, we don't want any harsh words to spoil this friendly little get-together. Get-together? Why, this pack of weasels invade the dignity of my courtroom, come in here armed with malice aforethought to kick up a rumpus? Now, look, you... you being a judge, you know there's always two sides to any question. Now, these men have come here with a legitimate grievance. We're not asking you to speak for us, Harden. No, not me either. Well, that makes it unanimous. I'm going to talk for the both of you. There's a law here against fencing land that seems nothing short of murder to people raising crops. But it's common sense to men running cattle. I've seen this kind of war before. The cattlemen came in first, and then the homesteaders moved in and fenced them out. They had crops for a year, and then a dry spell, a drought. So the homesteaders moved out and the Russian thistle and the jimsum weed moved in. And the big spaces were all broken up by little quarter sections. And the homesteads left empty. And the houses caved in and the land no good for man or cattle. Yeah, you spoiled the land in the east. Now you come here to spoil this land. Well, this here's a big country. Yeah, but it ain't big enough for cattlemen and homesteaders and it never will be. Now clear out of here. That's my ruling. All right, Bean. We're going. We're going back to build our fences. If you do, you better build coffins along with them. <laughs> you sure told them off, son. Yep, and now I'm going to tell you off. I'm sorry I stopped them from lynching you. They got a right to defend their homesteads. This ain't homestead land. You just said so yourself. The gut. The government didn't say so. I'm the government here. By gobs, I don't see how you can talk up with scum like that. Well, they proved up on their land, and they've got deeds to it. When you make war on them, you're making war on their women and kids, too. Those people were starved out last year. I heard about those cattle being stampeded over their crops. And there's too many strays running loose in that valley right now. Only they're not strays. What do you want me to do? Arrest them cattle and fine them a couple of dollars apiece for trespass? Now, look. Those people don't take up much room with their little shirt-sized pieces of land. Why don't you be a real judge? For all the people, why don't you try to see their side of it and help them instead of fight them? Make peace around here instead of war. There's plenty of room for everybody. Then everybody would look up to you. Then someday maybe they'd put up a statue out there in the street. A statue with carving on it. To Roy Bean, a real judge. What are you doing? Catching a fish? I guess I'm wasting my time. Hold on, wait a minute. Did you write that letter to El Paso yet? No. You promised we drank on it. I didn't have to write it. I had that lock of hair on me all the time. You did? Well, well why didn't you give it to me then? If I'd have given it to you, you'd have hung me, wouldn't you? <laughs> Might have at that. Let's have a look at it, would you? I uh, haven't got it on me. Suffering, bleeding, chickamaugie. Where's it at? Well, I left it over at the Matthews place. Oh, how is she? Huh? Come on, I'll ride right over there with you. No, you won't. You mean you're going to crawfish? You ain't going to give it to me? Sure, I'll give it to you. When? When the last steer's out of that valley? All right. I'll pass the wood around the boys. No, you don't. You're going to help run those cattle out, and I'm going along with you to see that it's done. Don't you trust me, Cole? When uh, I was a kid, I had a pet rattlesnake. I was fond of it, but I wouldn't turn my back on it. <laughs> you all right. I'm going back now and gather my stuff. And that lock of hair. Yep, the lock of hair. I'll remember. Morning, Jane Ellen. 
Why are you stopping? California's that way. Oh, I don't seem to be in favor here. Anything wrong? They told me you spoke up for Bean, Mr. Harden. Well, I... Well, I did try to tell them Bean's point of view. Why didn't you tell him ours? Well, I did that, too. And we got together. You won't have to patrol your fields any longer. The judge gave me his word they'd round up all the cattle in this valley and take them out of here. You think he'd keep his word? Well, I'm going along with him to see that he does. You mean it, don't you? Yes, sir. Now, there's uh, just one more thing I'd like to say. What? Let me look at you. Mm, no. No, you're not the prettiest girl I ever saw. Well, that's good news. Who asked you? But you got the prettiest hair I ever saw. Oh, thank you. I never saw anything like it. Uh, could I, uh, could I clip a lock of it? No, you can't. Uh, will you clip one? No, I won't. Kind of a deadlock, isn't it? But I... <laughs> I sure would like to have it. You don't suppose I could uh, sort of talk you into it, do you? I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, sit down, will you? I, uh, I brought along a pair of scissors. You know, just, just in case. Gosh, a lock of Lily's hair. <laughs> it's genuine, ain't it? Cut it off with my own hands. By God. Remember, you said every steer out of the valley by harvest time, and that's around next week. They'll be out. You got my word. I hope so. They're figuring on a little celebration. I'd, I'd hate to disappoint them. Uh, it's hard to believe. On a steer around for miles, and the crop half-reaped. <laughs> It's too good to be true. Don't be so gloomy, Wade. We're celebrating the occasion, not brooding over it. It's just the same. It's funny. I don't trust him, Mr. Matthews. Well, uh, shall we go back? No, Cole. Not yet. There's something I want to show you. All right. Tell me something. What do you ever do with that lock of hair? Uh, oh, uh, your hair. Why, I, um... Show it to me. Oh, uh, <clears throat> nobody can see that. Not even you. Look, Cole. There's what I wanted to show you. The best piece of homestead land in the whole country. Used to belong to one of the hired men that left us. And now it's anybody's. You just claim it. Yeah, say, that's a fine piece of land, all right. Yep, say, look at the feet up on those slopes over there. And that and that strip along the bottom's fine for wheat or, or corn. And that little knoll right there. It's just begging for a house. Do, uh, do you know how to build a house? No. Well, you, <clears throat> you, uh, well, you, uh, well, you have the kitchen there and the bedroom there and the, uh, Parlor right smack here in the middle. Yes, and, and it would have to have the right things in it, too. What sort of things? Oh, fires and lamplight. The smell of coffee in the morning and sound of rain on the roof. You make it sound pretty nice. It couldn't be on wheels, though. It'd be there to stay. Hmm. When, when you talk about it, it don't sound bad. Cold. 
Hey, what's that? I don't know. Look, fire. The wheat field on fire. What's happened? Go to your homes, everybody. Protect your houses. Who did it? Judge Bean and his men. They set fire to every field in the valley. Go to your homes. Bean and his men. Go to your homes. told me he promised to let us alone. He gave me his word. Our whole crop's burning to the ground. That's how good his word is, and yours too. Jane Ellen. You knew we were going to be burned out. You must have known. That's why you herded all the cattle out so they wouldn't be burned with the crop. You don't believe that, Jane Ellen. Get away from me. Don't you touch me. I hate you. I hate you. We pause now for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. on the third act of The Westerner. Throughout the night, the fire rages, sweeping across the green valley, turning the houses to heaps of gray ash, the fertile fields to a sea of smoldering black. In the desolate dawn, the homesteaders move slowly across the plain to a new and more friendly land. But there's one who stays behind, a victim of hate and lawlessness, Jane Ellen's father, buried now beneath the soil he loved so well. Man that is born of woman has but a short time to live. He cometh up and is cut down like a flower. He fleeth as if it were a shadow and never continueth in one's day. In the midst of life, we are in death. Jane Ellen, I, I just heard about your father. I came to see if I could help him. They ran him down with their horses. Judge Bean's men. He tried to stop them and he killed him. The wagon train's left. The homesteaders have all gone, Jane Ellen. I'm staying. Nobody's going to drive me away from my land. Not with cattle or fire or killing my father or anything else. I'll be here long after Bean and his gang of murderers are gone. Sure you will. And me too. I don't want you. I don't want any of Roy Bean's friends around me. I don't need your help. I can do what I have to do alone. So can I. I'll be back, Jane Ellen. So this town, heretofore known as Vinegaroon, is hereby christened Langtree. Langtree, Texas. Don't ever give a woman a whole town of four, but I'm a-doing it. And from now on, this whole section's going to bloom like the Jersey Lily herself. Quiet! Quiet! I ain't through yet. 
Miss Langtree's coming soon to play a night over at Fort Davis. And I want every legal resident of Langtree, Texas, to go over and see the godmother of this here town. A town of cattlemen. For cattlemen, and by God, run by cattlemen. Now, now, in honor of this great occasion, I'm dishing out free beer to one and all. And anybody found sober after sundown is liable to arrest for disorderly conduct. And that's Marulin. Let it go! I'd like to see you for a minute, Judge. Why? Cold. By gobs, man, I'm glad to see you. Well, I never wanted to see a man so much before in my life. What for? What for? Why don't you know what for? She's coming to Fort Davis. Lily Langtree's coming to Fort Davis. Lily Langtree? Lily Langtree, yeah. And you and me are going over there together. You're going to introduce me to her. By gobs, I'm going to meet her. I just can't believe it. I want to talk to you, Judge. Yeah, all right. And look, what I got to tell her when I see you. See that sign over there? Langtree. That's the name of this town. A great town after a great woman. I said I wanted to talk to you. Sure, Cole. This is a great day. I tell you, it's the greatest day in the history of Texas. Come on inside. Sit down, Cole. I'll fix you a drink. Say when, son. When? Huh? What's the matter with you? Nothing. Quite a fire, wasn't it? Huh? Oh, the fire. Yeah, wasn't it, though? Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. I uh, wonder who was behind it. Oh, fire don't need nothing behind it. Fire has a way of moving all its own. Here's how, Cole. Wait a minute. Before I drink with you, Judge, I want to know you had nothing to do with it. Me? Why, how can you say a thing like that? Didn't I round up all them cattle for you? Wasn't I right in here in town when the fire broke out? Didn't I... Well, it was. And what's more, I ain't got no idea who done it. Now, drink up. Don't you believe me? No. Now, listen, son. I told you how it was, and I don't want you calling me no lie. Now, drink hearty. Will you swear by that? There ain't no reason it should be, but I'm willing. All right. I swear I had nothing to do with it. I swear by the revised statutes. By gums, if there was a Bible in town, I'd... Where's that lock of hair? Huh? That lock of hair, where is it? Right here with me. Let me see it. Will you swear on that? Will you? All right, it was me. I burned the houses and the crops. I run them environments out. And if you think I'm sorry, you're crazy. I'm proud and glad to rid the country of them. It was either them or us. And now the range grass will grow back. And someday the cattlemen will put up a statue of me out there in the street. And they'll ride on it. To Judge Roy Bean, he give us back the land. You get warrants in Fort Davis. Yeah, you? that's where they get them, but they don't know how to spell my name. It's been tried before. I'll get one. Cole! And this time, you're going to get what's coming to you. Cole, you and me's friends. I done what I had to. You think I was wrong. But if it was my own son come over here with a warrant, he'd have to be first in the drawer. I aim to be. Unless I get it in the back before I get out of here. So long, Cole. So long, Judge. Raise your right hand. 
you, Cole Harden, solemnly swear to carry out the duties of deputy sheriff according to law and in the best interest of the state and citizens thereof? Yes, sir. I do. Here's your warrant for Roy Bean. Good luck, Harden. Go ahead, chicken. I tell you, I seen Cole Harden over in Fort Davis. I was buying those tickets for Little Lankry for you, and I seen him coming out of the sheriff's office with a star on his shirt. Hmm. Got a one-track mind, ain't he? A deputy, huh? If I was you, Judge, I wouldn't go anywhere near Fort Davis to see the best actress ever was. Me neither. How do you know you ain't heading into a trap? Them hombres is just waiting down there for you. Why, you pack of yellow bellies? Chicken foot, give me them tickets. You mean you're going to Fort Davis alone? Not by a jug full, I ain't. You're all going with me as a god honor right up the opera house. But I'm going in alone. I bought out the whole house just for me, see? I ain't sharing the Jersey Lily with no one. Kind of deserted, Judge. Yeah. They must have hit. I was on my way. There's the Opry house. Pull up. All right, boys. Tie your horses over there. Take your places outside the theater and stay there. I want strict privacy all during the show. You'll get it. I'm going in now. Chicken foot, give me one of them tickets. Right this way, sir. Your, your seat's over here. My seat's anywhere I want to sit. Oh, yes, yes, sir, certainly, but... Right here will do. When does Miss Langtree go on in the play? Well, as soon as the curtain goes up, sir. Well, when's that? Well, when the audience is here. You're you're the first one, and I... I'm the only one. So you can start right now. But I don't... Don't you hear, Good? I'm the audience. I'm the only one here. Except me, Judge. Why, you... Don't make a move for your gun. Usher, you better beat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, sir, certainly. I... Now look, Judge. I'm coming over there. I'm coming over to get you. Yeah, you better come a shooting. I'm hoping that won't be necessary. Just keep your hands where they are, Judge. Deputy now, hey, Cole? Yep. That star on your shirt makes a right good target. Yeah. I hate to do this, Cole. Maybe I'll beat you to it. All right, let's see. Judge. Now, now you... You see what you've done? You stopped the show... Going to see Lily. Waited a long time for this. Now, now it's too late. No, no, it isn't. She's back there now, waiting to see you. What? She, she knows all about you. She wants to meet you. She told me so herself. She wants to. She wants to meet me. Help me. Help me stand up. There she is. She's coming. She's coming right here. I can stand alone. Turn me loose. I tell you, that's my ruling. Miss, Miss Langtree? Uh, yes. 
Miss Langtree, I'd like to present an old admirer, Judge Roy Bean. How do you do? Uh, um, I'm pleased to... to meet you, ma'am. I... Judge. There's your house, Mrs. Harden. The last nails driven and the last stones in place. Not a wheel in sight. Oh, Cole, it's wonderful. Look. Say, look across the valley. Why, it's the homesteaders. They're coming back again. Yep, wagons as far as your eye can see. Coming back in peace to build a state. It's the promised land. Cooper, Walter Brennan, and Doris Davenport are back at the microphone without six shooters. Things are a little calmer in the state of Texas these days, aren't they, Gary? Well, we were all down there last week, CB. It was pretty lively around Fort Worth and Dallas. And we all had a grand time at the premiere of the Westerner. The people in Dallas and Fort Worth really got off the red carpet for us. But nobody shot at us. Maybe they liked the picture. <laughs> Gary, I think your idea of audience criticism may be just a bit dated. It's the judge being influenced. If my memory doesn't fail me, the judge was not exactly fiction. No, sir. He's a lot too real for the good health of quite a few people. As a matter of fact, C.B., we met a fellow that used to work from while we were making the Westerner. Yeah, the judge hired this fellow to hold up a train. Well, was there any gold on the train? No. Just uh, Lily Langtree. That's the, ju- that's the way the... Uh, that was the judge's way, rather, of inviting her to the town of Langtree. How romantic. What happened, Gary? Well, the fellow missed the train. Yeah, and the judge never let him come back to town again. I suppose that's why he's still alive. Oh. You know, Mr. DeMille, this is the first time I've ever been in the Lux Radio Theater. But I'm a regular listener and a regular Lux soap user, too. As a matter of fact, I was a good customer of yours long before I started working in pictures. Lux soap agreed with my skin from the very first time I tried it. So, naturally, I've used it ever since. Another Lux soap booster, CB. The more the merrier, Gary. And I think we'll have a lot of boosters for next week's play, too. What's it going to be, CB? Next Monday night, Walter, we're going to have Claudette Colbert and Fred McMurray on the stage. And you'll hear them in the play, His Girl Friday. It's adapted from the Columbia Picture Success and brings Claudette to this microphone as a wise-cracking girl reporter. Fred McMurray is the boss editor, but bossing a reporter like Claudette Colbert is no easy job. Add the fact that the reporter was formerly the editor's wife, and the sum of the situation for us is a brilliant comedy romance next Monday night. Well, that sounds good to me, C.B., and I'll be in the audience. Good night. Good night. Good night, Mr. Good night. That's a great play action tonight, partner. Our sponsors, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday night when the Lux Radio Theater presents Claudette Colbert and Fred McMurray in His Girl Friday. This is Cecil B. DeMille saying good night to you from Hollywood.
of most of you who live in communities not operating on daylight saving time. If you live in a community which does not operate on daylight saving time, you will hear this program beginning next Monday night, one hour later than heretofore. Heard in tonight's play were Lou Merrill as Chickenfoot, Fred Shields as Wade, Harry Humphrey as Caliphate, Donald Curtis as Blackjack, John Deering as Shad Wilkins, Brooks Benedict as Bart, J. Michael as Evans, Ted Arthurs as Hod, Hal K. Dawson as theater manager, Forrest Taylor as farmer, and Gloria Holden as Lily Langtree. The stars of The Westerner appeared tonight through the courtesy of Samuel Goldwyn. The Scarlet O'Hara brooch, offered you by the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, is designed after one worn by Vivian Lee in Gone with the Wind, the Selznick International picture produced by David O. Selznick and released by Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. Our music is directed by Louis Silvers, and your announcer has been Melville Ruick. <laughs>